Eagles Entertainment. On Friday, October 8th, head coach Nick Sirianni spoke to the media. Everybody's got t-shirts, guys. Everybody. I, got, I have more gear from people around the city. Like, I, I love it. I mean, I'm getting so... I know it is. But I love, I love it. Like, I got, I got so many shirts. I wore one home yesterday, and they're like... My, 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 my father-in-law, who's still there, is like, What's, what does that shirt say? It said, Devontae in jail in 21, like, running for president or whatever it was. I, I love what's Keep bringing them in, guys. What's, I, your best, what's your best one? Like, what's your best shirt you got? And like, I mean, like, best story or, how, you know, I'm sure they said that. There's, there's never a story behind it. I, have, I had a sweatshirt that I wore this morning that was just of Jalen, like, like, animated, and it just said fly. I, I can't remember exactly what it said, but. <laughs> None of them. I haven't gotten an inappropriate one, but I I welcome all of them. It's it's fun. I enjoy getting it. And yeah. Is your wife cool with your closet being full of uh, shirts? And Greg's the uh, Greg, our equipment guy, does all my laundry. Now my now my. Does he ever help you send you a thank you letter for all the shirts you have? Uh, no, I should. They should, right? <laughs> uh, Mr. Cox, um, he expressed that he's having a tough time settling in. Um, while playing two different positions along the defensive front, have you talked to him? Have you talked to uh, to Jonathan? How do you, how are you working to kind of resolve? Yeah, that? I'm always in open communication with everybody on this team. I think um, that's just my job as as uh, the head football coach, and so. You know, it's our job as coaches to put Fletch in position to make plays because he's one of our, our our better players. And you know, when and so that's that's been a conversation with with Jonathan to make sure we're we're getting Fletch in position to make plays. And then when he does, when it is his job to eat up double teams, he's got to do that at the best of his ability, which I think he's doing a great job of that because it's it's freeing up Javon. So yes, there's constant communication anytime or anyone's uh, I don't want to say frustrated, but anyone's you know. We need our best players to make plays. We just we talk through it, and we talk through every situation there is. So I've been in communication with both of them. What did you see from Jordan Mulata in practice this week, and what's his status for Sunday? Yeah, he'll be up. Um, and I just saw I just saw a guy who was who was ready to play, and uh, um, yeah, so I'm excited that that he's back and and ready to roll. Um, really a tribute to him and the and the work that he's put in. Our doctors, our trainers. We got great doctors and trainers. We really do, and so uh, and our and our strength staff. So, really excited that that they were able to get a quick turnaround with something that that could have been longer. Lane will be out. Nick, going back to Tim's question on Pledge, what's it been like for you as a, a rookie head coach when you have a younger player? versus, say, a veteran who's had success in different schemes and maybe is comfortable. How's that uh, dichotomy been for you? Um, I'm sorry, repeat that question. So if you have a veteran player who's had success Uh in a previous scheme, it's a little bit more difficult, I would think, than having a young player who's just starting. Yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah, so I just think everything that we do as coaches has to have a strong why. Why are we doing things? And I think that's just... Um, you know, I kind of I grew up in a in a coaching world, or you know, when you, I'm a, when I was a kid, it was like, do it. Why? Because I said so. And that is not how I think the most effective learning is done, and or the most effective, hey, we're all in this together is done. Like when you explain the why behind things, and why we're doing things, and how we're doing things, and the reason behind it. My experience is is that not everyone might like it, but they at least understand why. So that's always going to be the first and for, foremost thing of of how we 
kind of tell a guy, you know, why we're doing a certain defense or why we're doing a certain offense is really explain that why and really break it down into them. And then not only do you get, you know, guys that buy, buy into it, but they also, you know, they also know they execute it at a higher level because they know the reason why we're doing things. So hopefully that answered your question. Are you going to share who is playing right tackle? Oh, I'm, I'm not going to share that just because it's a competitive advantage for us. You guys, you'll see on, on Sunday. Can you break down for me why Devontae's jab is so good? Off the line of scrimmage? Yeah, or at the top of his routes. I don't know what, what you consider the jab. Yeah, consider I, I, I always consider the jab at the, at the first point of the line of scrimmage. And I think this will resonate with Philadelphia fans that anytime I teach a wide receiver how to release off the line of scrimmage, I have an Allen Iverson clip ready to go. And because it's very much like a, a crossover. So why was Allen Iverson? I know this is like, man, he's talking about basketball. Why was Allen Iverson good at the crossover? One thing, and you hear him say this all the time, is that, you know, he's fast. He was quick. And so people had to react to his first step. And so when he took that hard jab one way, they had to react to it because he was quick, and then he was able to go back the other way. And that's really what receivers is. And because Devontae's fast and because he's quick, and he has a quick, fast first release, you know, first step, um, they have to react to when he jabs. And then the other thing on top of that is he's making it a meaningful jab. He's, you know, some receivers will just kind of, I mean, I know you can't really see what I'm doing, but put their foot in the ground. Well, he puts his foot in the ground, he puts his body to the way, and he puts his head that way to really get them going, and then he crosses them over to say on, you know, how Allen Iverson used to do it. So that's what makes him so effective. Again, his first, his quick first step, and then his technique in which he does it with how he gets that guy leaning that way and then come off and do it. Um, so, you know, that, that's exciting because that's not, that's not something a lot of guys have to do a lot in college. Uh, and so he's just a quick – again, I've, I've always felt like he is a technically sound wide receiver. And he was coached really well in, in at Alabama, and he's a he's a student of the game, so it's no surprise. And so he has that understanding of that too, that you really got to move him uh, to get off the line of scrimmage. Hey, coach, you said, uh, they did Saylor out here earlier. How, how close to he is he ready for uh, you know an increased role? How close is he? Yeah, uh, you know he's he's done well in practice. Um, you know, I, it's a shame that he had that the calf injury early on, but he's done really well in practice, and he's ready to go. Uh, I know he's ready to go, and and again, we got to do. Excuse me, we got to do what's best for our team to to put the guys in position to win and the players out there. So uh, I expect to see him out there th this week and and make some meaningful plays out there for us on uh, especially on special teams, and then we'll see how defense goes. I just want to ask: Is it a specific Iverson clip that you show, or just? Well, there's a there's a there was a special on Allen Iverson, and I don't remember. I mean, shoot, I, I grew up a huge Allen Iverson fan all the way back to his Georgetown days, um, and so when I was growing up in New York and seeing Syracuse games, seeing him play against Lawrence Moten and Kerry Kittles, and I'm showing my basketball nerd a little bit here, um, but. There was a there was a special and I don't know what it was on whether it was HBO or it was ESPN I don't remember but there it is a, he's his he's talking about exactly I, I almost verbatim of what I just said of how he would cross them and and I think everybody's now th there's about five clips they show as they as they play it but the most iconic one right is against Michael Jordan and and it kind of gets into that so it shows him crossing guys up it shows him doing this and that uh, but then it kind of the the clip and the scene kind of. Uh, come together with his his crossover on on Michael Jordan. Are you Just him here, I hear he's probably available for a fee. <laughs> <laughs> he could teach our wideout something. That's for sure. I, I'm I'm. 
coaching philosophy. I, I knew that, yeah. yeah. In uh, Virginia, where was it? In Newport News? Is that where it was? Yeah. A coaching philosophy question, not necessarily about Lane specifically, but you you have a lot of players here. They all have, have, have personal matters of some variety. As, as, a, as a coach, what's the line you navigate between the professional relationship and the personal relationship, and how far are you willing to go on the personal relationship? Yeah, I mean, as far as I need to go, I mean, the connecting is our first thing, and I'm here for our players no matter what. And, uh, you know, and that they have to know that about me, that I'm here for them no matter what. And there's not a – to me, we, we spend so much time together, and it's so important to me that we connect and good teams connect that there is no line to me. Like, we're here for our players through the good times, through the bad times, you know, whether it's the situation that Lane's going through or whether it's Darius Slay who had a baby yesterday, right? And so super – you know, just, just always want to be – have that relationship with our players because I, I've said this before, like – your initial, your initial connection to players comes because the players know you can put them, you can help get them better. You know, in the in the grand scheme of things, that's where the relationship starts. This guy can help me get better as a football player, and help me reach the goals that I have as a football player. And then from there, you can grow so much with the relationship that you have with a with a with a player, coach and player, coach and coach, everything, player with player. And so I when when you have tight bonds and like you can't ever put a line I like I'm only willing to get this close with no like when you're tight with somebody I know when I'm tight with somebody I'm gonna work a little bit harder for them and it's hard to say that because we work so hard these guys work so hard our coaches work so hard and it's like there's no way I can work any harder than I'm already working right well there is and, and the only way there is is if you have something deep down it's like, I really care about that person. Like, I'm willing to go even a little bit further than I even knew I could because I care about that person. And that's a strong, that's a strong bond. And that's, that you know, love gets you to go do things that you, you didn't think you could do uh, and go further. So that, yeah, that, there's, no, there's no line there. It's just I want to be close with all our guys and, 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 and want to get to know them uh, personally, uh, every one of the guys on our football team. Christian McCaffrey, do you see any similarities with like a guy like Kenny Gainwell, for example? Yeah, he man, he's he's a really good football player, as we know. Um, he's done, he's been really good in this league for a while. Um, you know, yeah, there's there's some of those strength things. You know, I, I think one of the things that uh, Christian's really good at is just he's he's a he has great play strength and he's got great hands. Um, and that's some those are two qualities that I see in Kenny Gainwell. You know, and I don't want to. And you asked the question about it, so I don't. I'm not, not by any means trying to compare Kenny and Christian, and because they're, you know, they're both good players. One's been doing it for a long time. Kenny's just obviously starting. Um, but I do see the similarities in that play strength, and I see the similarities in the, in the ability to catch the football. I think sometimes when you get a back, you know, it's like, and you want to move them around, and you want to do them stuff out of the backfield, and you want to put them in the slot, and you want to put them outside. Well, when you start to put the guy outside and you're going to put a guy in slot, that's another – I just want to educate everybody. That's another level of hands that you have to have. Like, to go outside, the, what receivers do, and, and then which is different from the backs coming from the backfield, that's a different level of hands that you have to have, meaning, like, if, if you have to have a six to do this, you've got to have an eight to do, you know, be out there wide. And so that's what I see – I really see uh, Christian doing, and then, and then that's where I'm seeing that Kenny can be strong, that he has just such strong hands at the, at the point of attack and just can pluck the ball out of the air. 
an offensive coach, Nick, what do you notice first about the Carolina defense? Speed, uh, fast. Um, you know, they can run around and make plays. Um, they're they're fast off the edge. Uh, they're they got they got uh, they got speed at each level. They uh, they're well coached. I think I think you always look at it like, does this team play hard? Yeah. Is this team uh, in the right positions and playing with good fundamentals? Yeah. So you know they're well coached, and that's a tribute to their coaches over there in Carolina. So, um, but the th- main thing that sticks out is that they got they got speed, and you know what, we got speed too. So, um, but that that's the main thing that that I can see that I see when I watch the tape and all the tape we've watched this week. Nick, what's your philosophy on, on practice squad development, uh, those guys behind the scenes? We heard that you, you guys do a session of, of work with the special yeah. teams players. What's your overall philosophy on that, and how do you find that, like, Nick Zach Pascal sort of Yeah, that? sure, that's a good question. Um, so the philosophy is there is prepare just like you're getting ready to play the game, but how do you do that when – how do you prepare like you're getting ready to play the game when you're actually running the opposite team's plays? That's hard. Right, and that's hard. But so there are obviously there. We're so much about practice that you get better from practice. You get better from practice. You you stay on this lane of of getting better every single day by how you practice. So that's their first job right away. But every day, I mean, I, I don't mind sharing this with you guys. Like every day I, or every Wednesday, we have a five play period that is just developmental to end practice. And that's with everybody out there. That's with the veterans watching, too. And, and so they're getting the reps of the plays that we're running. And then every Wednesday, we do the same thing, but in the red zone. So it's field and then red zone. And then every Friday, we have a competition uh, between, uh, between the, with the rookies with one-on-one. So we'll actually end practice where, you know, this, you know, a corner will go against a receiver in front of the whole guy the team, and we do five. We usually do five of those things, um, and then we always get an extra workout in. This is something that I've always done in the past: is is get the extra work in on a on a Sunday of a game where. Half the league, I don't know whether it's half the league or not, maybe three-fourths of the league aren't doing anything with their practice squad guys there. Well, we're out there working individual drills with them and working routes with them and working everything we are with them. So, you know, those are the guys that you're going to – we're going to have to count on those guys, and they're helping you get your your team better. And so that's a big part of it. We've – it's a long year. There's bumps and bruises throughout the way, and you got to have those guys ready to play. And so – you know, girl. You know, being a college coach first, I think what I was taught as a college coach was, hey, it was always recruit, retain, develop. That was what was taught to me right from the beginning. Recruit, get good players in here, retain them, you know, keep them eligible, make sure they're doing the right things, and develop them. Well, you know, it's it's the same thing here. You you go through the draft process. You don't get your pick of I'll take that guy and I'll take that guy. I'll recruit him hard. I'm gonna get him. So it's you go through the draft process. So it's you know being really sound there and, and you with your evaluations. And then once you get him here, develop him. And so that's always stuck with me. And uh, we're we're looking for every way we can develop them. And I think those are, you know, I know that's not the what we do. This is all the places I've been around. That's not quite the norm as far as as what we do with our our scout team guys, and and so uh, and they're working hard at it. What, what have you seen from Gardner Minshew over the first four weeks? Yeah, that, you know that's really been important for him. Uh, you know, knowing that he hasn't been here for training camp, him getting five, uh, ten reps every week 
with our offense, that's that's huge, right, for him to be able to to do that. So, yeah, I just see the the competitiveness uh, out of Gardner and the playmaking ability, and and it's it's fun to see it when you're sitting there back there coaching instead of when he was 19 to 20 against us when we when he played uh, Jacksonville versus the Colts uh, in in 2020. He didn't miss a pass, so it's fun to kind of watch him run around. He's doing a good job, and I'm glad he's here. What is he like? Yeah, uh, I think he's great. I think he's great addition to our quarterback room, and you know he's got good insight, uh, brings good energy. Uh, I really like our quarterback room. There's great conversations that happen in there to help Jalen get ready to play. Thanks, everybody. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.